Hi, welcome to another episode of Compelled. I am Joe Spiegel. Mike Sutherland. All right. This week, we are going to be talking about uh, Leah Remini with her Scientology problems. Uh, We're not talking about Leah Remini. We're talking about Paul Haggis. Well, they're connected. Uh, Paul Haggis, of course, uh, from uh, his sexual accusations. Accusations? Uh, uh, accusations. Accu- I said accusations. All right. Uh, talk about a German couple. That's uh, How would you describe them? You're the one that sent me the fucking link. I know. I just I wanted to hear your description of them. All right. That were that's been guilty of sex trafficking. We're also going to be talking about Theodore McCarrick, and also a flight attendant who had a gut feeling. Who is Theodore McCarrick? I forgot. That's why we're here. <laughs> Literally just talked about this, dude. You know I have a shitty you're the one memory. that sent me the link to about him, and I'm sober right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, he is a Catholic priest uh, who uh, pretty much got a slap on the wrist from the uh, Zivatican. So, uh, yes, we will talk um, plenty about that. That, that uh, I don't want to say gentleman, but that person. He's a cardinal. He's a cardinal sin, I'll tell you that. And the flight attendant um, who, yeah, she witnessed something on a, on a flight and had a gut feeling that something was going wrong and that it was... Uh, Involving child trafficking. All right. So, yeah. Okay. So all this and more. <laughs> this is this is that's one compelling intro. I tell you right now. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> oh man. So Paul Haggis is the guy that wrote the movie Crash. Yeah, he's Million a Dollar Baby. Oscar-winning director and writer. And he has been accused of rape and sexual misconduct by multiple women. But why? Why, Joe? Why? Um, my theory. <laughs> Should we read the article or go into my theory first? I don't know. You sent me the link. I would. Uh, my theory is before even reading this is that he came out and talked um, negatively, of course, about the Church of Scientology after he got out of it um, the, from a documentary that was on, uh, I believe, it was on HBO. Uh, I think it was called Going Clear. And that was uh, about, you know, his experiences and other people's experiences of getting away from the Church of Scientology. Paul Haggis is a friend of Leah Remini. And he's a friend of Leah Remini, who also uh, got out of Scientology a few years ago. And she's had a lot of things to say about the church since then. Um, and she's also done, uh, I, she was part of that documentary as well. So um, my theory is that bec- um, Paul Haggis is getting these... Um, these accusations because of his connections to Scientology. That uh, he pissed them off, and so they're going to discredit him by bringing these people out. I could be wrong, but I mean... Well, this is what happened. Um, You are pretty much right on the money. Uh, After maintaining an active membership in the Church of Scientology for 35 years, Haggis left the organization in 2009. He was motivated to leave Scientology... In reactions to state, in a reaction to statements made uh, by the San Diego branch in support of Proposition Eight, huh. um, in, I remember Prop Eight. Yeah, yes, yeah, ballot and state uh, constitutional amendment uh, was created by opponents of same-sex marriage in advance of the California Supreme Court initiative, um, which basically is banning same-sex marriage in California. Uh, Haggis wrote to Tom Thomas Davis, the church's spokesman and requested that he denounce these statements. Um, 
there's not really anything there about what statements they were. Uh, when Davis remained silent, Haggis responded that silence is consent. Tommy, I refuse to consent. Haggis went on to list other grievances against Scientology, including its policy of disconnection and the smearing of its ex-members through the leaking of their personal details, which seems to be happening right now. Yeah. The Observer commented on defections of Haggis and Jason, is it Beige? Beggy? I don't know. Um, oh, that guy. Yeah, I, I know. Um, he's got a very, like, scratchy voice. He's a friend of uh, David Duchovny. Yeah, he was on Californication for a few episodes, yeah. Uh, the decision of Beige and Haggis to quit Scientology appears to have caused the movement its greatest recent PR difficulties, not least because of its dependence on Hollywood figures as both a source of revenue for its most expensive courses and an ad- advertisement for the religion. In an interview with Movie Line, Haggis was asked about similarities between his film The Next Three Days and his departure from the Scientology organization. Um, Haggis responded, I think one's life always parallels art and art parallels life. Can uh, can we not call it a religion anymore? Can we just call it a tax dodge? It's a religion. The New Yorker published a 25,000-word story. I agree. I mean, call it a tax dodge. Call it whatever you want. Uh, the apostasy published twenty five thousand word story, the apostate, written by Lawrence Wright, detailing Haggis's allegations about the Church of Scientology, with the article ending uh, ending by quoting Haggis. I was in a cult for thirty four years. Everyone else could see it. I don't know why I couldn't. When you're that close, you don't really know it's a cult. Just like my shitty marriage. <laughs> Haggis was interviewed as part of a group of ex Scientologists for Going Clear, and from there, so Haggis has been. A very um, a um, outspoken yes, thank you. <laughs> outspoken um, critic of Scientology. Yes, and now four women have uh, accused Paul Haggis of sexual misconduct. Now I'm not saying he didn't do this. I'm saying that the timing is suspicious. Yeah, very suspicious yeah. that a civil lawsuit was previously filed against the Oscar-winning filmmaker, prompting three more women to come forward. Now, again, we're not jumping to conclusions like we used to do with with Compelled. We're just going to sit down and discuss what's going on, and then we're just going to jump onto the other stories because we don't really know anything that's going on yet. Yeah. Uh, we can, uh, we can, you know, make a hypothesis mm-hmm. and assholes out of ourselves. Yeah. But what it comes down to is <laughs> it's really suspicious that Paul Haggis has been, you know, has raped a publicist. Uh, let's see, a uh, civil lawsuit charging Oscar-winning filmmaker Paul Haggis was raping a publicist has prompted three additional women to come forward with their own sexual misconduct accusations. By the way, the publicist is a Scientologist. One of the other women speaking out told the Associated Press that Haggis tried to sexually assault her with the quote, I need to be inside you, she recalled him saying before she managed to run away. Another new accuser said Haggis held her down and <coughs> forcibly kissed her on a street corner then followed her into a taxi she said she later escaped his clutches, like he's fucking snidely whiplash. Did he also say the same thing to her? Yes. Uh, when asked about the new accusations, Christine LaPera, the attorney for the 64-year-old screenwriter, said he didn't rape anybody. He ain't make no rape. Um, Haggis has denied the original allegation in an extortion lawsuit filed against that woman, said she and her lawyer has demanded a $9 million payment to avoid legal action. The plaintiff in the lawsuit... Filed December 15th in Manhattan is identified in court papers as Haley Breest. The three other women subsequently came forward to Breest's New York attorneys. 
<laughs> they spoke on the condition they not be identified for fear of retribution. The AP generally does not identify people. Uh, Breest amended her complaint against Haggis to include claims of the three Jane Doe's. In separate interviews, the new accusers provide detailed accounts of encounters they say occurred between 96 and 2015. The women were early in their careers in the entertainment business. They say the Hollywood heavyweight lured them to a private or semi-private places under the guise of discussing productions or a subject of a professional nature. <coughs> they all said Haggis first tried to kiss them. In two of the cases, they said when they fought back, Haggis escalated the aggression. Now, I find that funny that all of their stories say the same exact thing mm-hmm. after they've already spoken to the attorney. There was no individual investigation until until this happened. They didn't. It sounds like they didn't report it between 1996 and 2015. Yeah. Until Breest said, "Hey, you know, he tried to rape me," and then all of a sudden, you know, they all said they all said he first tried to kiss them. In two cases, they said when they fought back, Haggis escalated his aggression. The new rape accuser says she was a 28-year-old publicist working on a television show in '96 when he called to ask to re- when he called to ask to review photos from the show that night in her office. This is interesting. Reminds me of um, a movie from 1998 called Wild Things, where at the beginning of the movie, when Matt Dillon's character is in court and he's accused of raping um, Denise Richards' um, character, who was a student in high school, and um, she says on the stand. The thing he said after he raped her was, but I didn't, don't worry, I didn't come. No little whore could ever make me come. Okay, well, later on, um, um, fucking, what's her name? Oh, God. Uh, Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell, thank you. Nev Campbell's character's on the stand, and she says the same exact thing after she was supposedly raped by Matt Dillon's character. Right. No little bitch could make me come, right? And so all of a sudden, that was like, oh, now they're going to convict him. And then all of a sudden... They used that on purpose to make everyone think that he was guilty, and then all of a sudden, then they got they let themselves get discredited on the stand, and so then he won the lawsuit and he won all this money from from Denise Richards' mom. So what I'm saying is is that you can convince people of shit by everyone saying the same exact thing, you know what I mean? But that I mean, just right when I heard this though, that's what popped in my head was wild things, you know. That that sneaky, you know, shit, you know, because you you know you say the same thing, and a lot of people don't notice that. They just notice, oh, well, you know, that must mean he did it because they're all saying the same exact thing, right? Right. So, yeah, I mean, look, I'll be the first to say, if he's fucking guilty, then he's a piece of shit, and he deserves to go down. And that's how that's what we're saying. Yeah. Is, you know, he, he, if he's innocent, this is bullshit. But if he's guilty, you know, yeah. Hey. And look, and the suspicious side of me. Is is I'm seeing the fucking Scientology angle with this shit because they 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 fuck with if you fuck with them they will fuck with you back right you know I've seen it in documentaries and everything so I wouldn't put anything past them to well look at the Danny Masterson thing okay mm-hmm. Danny Masterson stuff all uh, th- that was that had been reported since 2000 or 2003 mm-hmm. anyways yeah and all of a sudden last year it it, it made some news right yeah. it, it made some waves and the police reports disappeared. Yeah. Fucking disappeared. Mm-hmm. You're telling me that Scientology doesn't work to try to gather as much evidence as they can against the people that are accusing their own members? Yeah. You know? So I'm sorry. I don't I don't believe an iota of this story. 
in terms of Scientology not being involved. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't believe an iota of this story that Paul Haggis r- magically raped four women, um, maybe one or two, if he did it. But I don't buy this because he's because Leah Remini and him are friends, and all of a sudden he's now been accused of rape. Yeah. That's very suspicious. I, I'm I'm sorry. It, it it sounds hokey and made up. It's bullshit. Yeah. Reminds me, like I, not not that um, this is as important. Um, well, it's a smokescreen because if if you're questioning Scientology because of what he's come out with with that documentary and everything, right, and everything he said after that documentary as well, well, all of a sudden you're going to second guess everything that he says now about Scientology because of all these accusations. Yeah, well, they're, but they're not. Because here, the new accuser That's what they're who, hoping. The new accuser who said Haggis forcibly kissed her then followed her into the taxi said the encounter occurred in 2015. <laughs> I I just I I I find it hard to believe that he quote he quote, he raped people. Maybe sexually assaulted. Maybe. I I'm I'm finding this hard to believe. Um but I, I've got to wait until all the evidence is in. If, like I said, if you, like you said, if you did it, then yeah, he's a fucking piece of garbage. Yeah. So never think that I'm biased enough to, to you know, to, to overlook if someone did commit an actual crime. Yeah. A lot of people are compromised by Harvey's alleged acts and actions. Although everyone thinks it is vile behavior, you've got to focus on those who may have colluded and protected him. For me, they are as guilty as he is, and in some cases more so. If I could say that, I mean, he was a predator, and a predator is a predator. But what about those who would rather look the other way? In a statement Thursday, Brees, I mean, I think it's it's just convenient that they all talked to the lawyer before the statements came out, and all of their statements are, are exactly, like, the stories are exactly the same. Yeah, it's like when, you know, when you're all sitting in the jail cell before, you know, you get deposed or whatever they call it, arraigned, and you all get your story straight. Right. Right. And in, uh, we view Mr. Haggis's claims against Haley Brees as ludicrous and a further act of aggression. In our system of justice, those who have been wronged have the clear right to seek redress and hold those responsible accountable for the misconduct. Uh, Jonathan Abadi of Emory, Sully Brickeneroff. That's a, that's the name, Brickeneroff and Abadi. <laughs> <laughs> in, an, in an act of remarkable hubris, Mr. Haggis has the temerity to claim that he, not her, was the victim. It was. Uh, it is a preposterous and transparent PR stunt that will not succeed. Mr. Breest, I'm sorry, Ms. Breest will not be intimidated or deterred from seeking justice. Ah, well, let's uh, let's look up Emery, Sally, breaking her off in a body. Well, it looks like they're trying to be breaking her off some uh, some cash. <laughs> Well, they are a Harvard Law School. Let's just add something to this. Interesting. Ah, oh, there we go. I find it interesting that Scientolo- the Scientologists are using Emory, Sally, Bricknerov, and Abadi LLP. Um, and I'm guessing that this is a Scientologist uh, 
law firm. Yeah, I mean, why why would they go outside? You know what I mean? They would use their people. Right. But generally, I mean, like, if they don't want anybody... Um, <laughs> Give my friend a good Jewish doctor. <laughs> if they don't want anybody to know that they're, they're, that they're involved with Scientologists, they won't. But I, the Church of Scientology uses... I mean, I'm looking at another one. Defamation Law Canada, U.S. Judgments. Church of Scientology of California v... Blah blah blah. Greenberg, Emery, Selly, Brickner, off a body. Yeah. It it just uh, it stinks of it's that's the law firm. It's it's a it's a Scientologist law firm. <coughs> um, smells fishy. Yep. Sorry. Um, uh, I mean, something of ha- look. People don't just make up stories. Something happened, yeah. right? I mean, you can make up a story. They, they do. I'm sorry. Let me go back on this statement. People do make up stories. But what I'm saying is is that when it comes to something like this, it's they're going after people that he did something to, whether he kissed them or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't buy that he raped them. Like I said, maybe maybe sexually assaulted them. Maybe you turned them or, down for a role. Or... or or was inappropriate, you know. Like I said, all the facts aren't in yet, but I don't. I'm not buying the whole the whole schmear because it's just it's just too coincidental that Paul Haggis is being sued by a law firm that has been retained by the Church of Scientology. Yeah, that's a tough one. So well, we got to keep this one open and see what's going on with that. So uh, moving forward. <laughs> this or go- one or going clear. This one is very interesting. Uh German couple sold child. There it is. This is fucked up. This is really fucked up. From child abuse to the dark web. Joe sent this to me and I didn't read it on purpose because I wanted to leave it for tonight. Okay. Um the case would have stoked public outrage if the mother had known her young son was being raped and had done nothing to stop it. But when Germans heard that she and her boyfriend had raped the boy, and served him up to pedophiles in the dark web, <laughs> the fury only grew. The mother and her companion, uh, Baron and Christine L., or Christian L., sorry, um, were convicted on Tuesday of sexually abusing... Um, and it doesn't really say who her is. Well, they, yeah, they're not giving away her last name. For uh, They have different laws, I guess, so. Oh, German. the mother and her companion. Yeah, in keeping with German privacy <laughs> laws. So. Were convicted on Tuesday of sexually abusing um, Barron's son uh, over the course of two years. Uh, the abuse included touching rape videos um, They were that were placed as advertisements on the dark web for pedophiles. Among them, a German soldier who paid a couple thousand dollars to abuse the boy. Awesome. For many Germans, the most horrific part of this case was the woman's complicity, which violated deeply held assumptions about motherhood and contradicted the common image of sexual predators as male. Blah blah blah. Because <laughs> um, I just I have no I have no um, sympathy for these people. No. Um, interest groups and politicians call for an investigation and for better training of social workers and judges in recognizing potential sexual abuse. Um, there are obviously structural problems in cooperation between the courts and authorities. The case in Stoffen has exposed an array of misjudgments and failures, and we owe it to this child to draw the right consequences. You owe it to this child? Too fucking late, isn't it? Yeah. A little too fucking late. 
<laughs> the, these people were arrested last year. Wow, okay. They were found guilty on 40 charges of aggravated sexual assault, rape, forced prostitution, distribution of child porn, and child endangerment. And they both had admitted at the start of the 11-day trial to abusing the boy. Oh, by the way, the man was found guilty of sexually assaulting a young girl in early 2015 and had been sentenced to 12 years in jail in order to remain in protective custody upon his release. Preventative? What is preventative custody? Is it the same thing as protected? No, it's preventive custody. I guess it is protected custody, not preventative, but preventive. Yeah. <laughs> like they, um, or is that to he, prevent him from committing suicide? Oh, they just say suicide watch, wouldn't they? I don't, I don't order to remain in preventive custody upon his release, which means that he's not allowed to see her unless she's accompanied by okay. uh, uh, um, an adult. Yeah. According to the car, court, Baron helped facilitate her boyfriend's contact with the girl who is mentally and physically disabled. A two-year-old girl that is handicapped. I wanted to leave the uh, age out of it. Oh. Several months later. That's okay. You didn't know. Several months later in 2015, the girl's mother broke off contact with the couple, effectively ending the abuse. (coughs) Christian L. is a known pedophile with a criminal record who had previously shown an interest in abusing little girls, then began abusing the boy. Barron did nothing to stop the increasing perverse increasingly perverse advances on her son. When the trial opened, Christian admitted to the charges of abuse, telling the judge, I am the main culprit. He had already been sentenced to 12 years for abusing a girl. So why is he... (coughs) (coughs) Um, But the presiding judge handed a longer prison sentence of 12 and a half years to the boy's mother, who was always present during the assaults. Um, in his pronouncement, the judge cited a video showing Baron, well, okay, um, showing evidence that her the offenses were not just sexual but also emotional and physical or psychological. She said she broke her son's trust in the closest family female caregiver. I can't even read and robbed him of the protection of his home. Um, if the boy dared to show or voice any resistance, he was frequently ignored or dismissed with physical abuse. They would regularly shout at him. Um, She chose not to challenge the ruling, which, in addition to jail sentences, included $50,000 to be paid to the victims. Fifty? Fifty grand? She accepts full responsibility for what happened to her son. This is important for the boy. He can now be certain that this process is over. No, it's just beginning. The process isn't over. It's just beginning. He's got to deal with this. It's the rest of his fucking life. Yeah. In a country where a mother's right to the protection and welfare of society is enshrined in the Constitution. Um, what about the little girl as well? Yeah. When parents become criminals, the state must protect the child with everything in its power. And they didn't do that. They failed. Several of the men who paid to assault the boy has al- have also been convicted. One was handed a 10-year prison sentence. Uh, by a Spanish court. All but one found their victim on the dark web, parts of the internet that are concealed, blah, blah, blah. What the fuck? What? Look, this might sound weird, but follow me here. I'm, I'm fully understanding that there are people like this in the world that do these horrific things. And yes, hold them over the fucking flames. Definitely. But I'm getting a little more pissed off that they're only getting sentenced to 10 years, so do something 12 about years. It. That is 
That is very unjust. Okay. We're podcasters. Other than giving voice, what do we do? We raise the issue. What do you do from here? I'm not against you being angry about it. I'm just saying, what do you do from here? So if you're that angry about it, get involved. <laughs> How do you go over there and change Okay, then, then make an excuse. Find out. Get involved. You don't have to go over there. Just get involved. Find out what you need to do to get involved in this stuff and get involved. That's why there's this. Google. It's, uh, I mean, it happens all the time over here as well. You know, it's. Uh, That's what I just said. I, I, I don't. Joe, if you're that angry about it and you're, it's that distressing to you, get involved. Find some way, find an organization and call them and say, I want to get involved. I, I suggest that for anybody. If something this if something is if something is that important to somebody, whatever that is, or whatever if is. Here's the sad thing. Is that once we're done talking about this, we move on to the next one, right? And that's sad. Because even though we're doing this to try to help out and keep the dialogue going, it's like or, I mean, which one do you stop at and actually try to focus on? We can't. There's a million of these stories that we're trying to get through. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's not just stopping at one. It's bringing to light all of these stories mm-hmm. that that have invaded the news headlines. Yeah. And, like I said, this, is, this isn't just for us. This is for everybody that listens or is not listening. It doesn't matter anymore. If you don't like it, do something about it. Yeah, there, there, there. I mean, there are people that get convicted of just stealing or tax evasion or anything that nonviolent crimes that get sent away for decades. But yet, these people are ruining a child's life for the rest of their lives, and and it's never just one child; it's always multiple children, and. All the lives that it affects, you know, it just roots out. Just, you know, it's like a, a tree, you know, right? Of all the all the people that get affected negatively because of this, and yet, why is it that they get such light sentences? I don't know. You know, especially when when you have proof, when you have irrefutable proof that they've done this, it's not like it's just off of like someone's testimony and then fuck it, you just convict them, right? It, well, when you actually have proof. You know, where you have multiple witnesses or you have video footage, things like that, internet proof. Yeah, what? I, I don't mean to sound like a complete asshole, and I know I do, but why are you asking the same question again? Because I think it's important to ask again. Okay, why are you asking the same exact question again? We already know why 
why do why why don't they convict these people? I just wanted to know why why you you're asking the same exact question in a different way. That's all. And it's nothing big, but at at some point it doesn't matter how many times we ask the question. You can we can sit here and say why? Why 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 why? But we'll never get a straight answer from anybody. Okay, fine. I'm not asking the question. I'm posing the question. For everyone that's listening. Okay, you're posing the same question for the second time. No, it's a different kind of question. You just think it's the same. Because if you have irrefutable evidence that someone did these crimes, there should be no excuse not to send them away for the rest of their existence. Right, which is the same way. (laughs) It's just different. I understand why you think it's the same, but I'm getting into more detail about... It's one thing if you think that someone might have done this, and then you, you know, then there's like, oh, you're kind of iffy on the conviction. But when you know for a fact, 100% fact, that these people did it, there should not be any, you know. And it goes right back down to, if you don't like it, research it, get involved. Okay, and that's great. Um, I Look, I wanted to get involved by doing a podcast. So that's, the st- that's as far as I'm willing to go at the moment. Okay. And hopefully I will... I will, you know, take another step and uh, and then, you know, maybe, uh, you know, try to, uh, you know, I don't know. What do you do? Get a bill. The, the, <laughs> the, only, the only way that you can answer those questions is to start making phone calls. This do, and this is not a pointing at Joe thing. This is for anybody that has a, that question. And it doesn't matter how many times you fucking ask a question. It's the same question. Why? Why are they not being convicted for longer terms? And the the simple answer is because I don't think the I don't think they understand how wicked and fucking evil these people are. Yeah, I mean, look at this. You have all these people doing protests for for the for the DACA thing, for 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 immigrant children being taken away um, from their parents, right? And and I, don't get me wrong, I don't think that I, I think that you know there should people should speak up for them, but it, all these people give a fuck about that. Because it's politically connected, right? Why the fuck don't they give a... Why aren't they protesting outside? Uh, if they're willing to do this kind of protesting, why aren't they also protesting when children are being abused in these manners? You know? Why aren't they outside of the courthouses protesting there? You know? Instead, oh, because it's politically connected. Then, we, oh, they're how do you know they weren't? You never hear about it. But how do you know they weren't? Just because you didn't hear about it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. And we're also over here in Europe. or we're, They're over there in Europe. I know. That's why I didn't say specifically this case. I, mean, I just mean when you have a trial of someone that has done this shit. Why isn't there more? Unless <coughs> The only time it seems like when it has crowds is when it's a celebrity connected. So, yeah. There's a lot of fucking bullshit going on. So, I anyway. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Theodore McCarrick is a cardinal in the Holy Roman Catholic Church. In 2005 and 2007, the Diocese of Medicine and the Archdiocese of Newark paid financial settlements to two priests who had accused McCarrick of abuse. According to Cardinal Donald Worrell, Archbishop of Washington, nobody from these dioceses informed him of these settlements even after the retired McCarrick began living on the grounds of a seminary in the Archdiocese of Washington, which goes back to what Joe said, hiding people. 
<laughs> there have been questions about how much senior Catholic officials might have known about McCarrick's actions. The man is 80-some-odd years old. Or, or, or what Robin Williams uh, gleefully calls uh, musical priests. Documents obtained by the New York Times reveal that in 1994, a priest wrote a letter to Bishop Edward T. Hughes. Oh, and by the way, according to Darnold Worrell, Archbishop of Washington, nobody from the diocese informed him of these settlements. It is horseshit. <laughs> He's a cardinal. He yeah. knows the financial settlements and statements that happen for the Holy Roman Catholic Church of the United States. He's a fucking cardinal. So they call it the College of Cardinals for a reason. Uh, McCarrick's successor as a bishop of Muchin, um, I'm sorry, Metuchen, um, stating that McCarrick had inappropriately touched him. This is in 94. This was uh, the earliest known occasion in which a priest complained to a superior. Documents also show that at least one priest, after speaking about the matter with papal nuncio Gabriel Montalvo Higuera, <laughs> warned Pope John Paul II about making McCarrick Archbishop of Washington in 2000. Sipe says that he wrote a letter to Benedict the Sixteenth uh, in 2008 saying that McCarrick, uh, McCarrick's activities had been widely known for several decades. So nobody did anything about it, even Pope John Paul II. In 2012, the New York Times Magazine scheduled but never published a story detailing McCarrick's abuse of adult seminarians based on court documents of the legal settlements. On June 20th, McCarrick was finally removed from public ministry by the Holy See. The Holy See is also called the See of Rome, is the ecclesiastical jurisdiction of the Holy Roman of the Catholic Church, uh, the Episcopal See of the Pope, and the independent sovereign entity. It serves as a central point of reference for the Catholic Church everywhere and the focal point of communion due to its position. (coughs) Investigations. After a review board of the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of New York found an allegation credible and substantiated that he had sexually abused a 16-year-old boy. The attorney for the anonymous complaint alleged two incidents at St. Patrick's Cathedral in 71 and 72. uh, Noaker, who is the attorney, stated that when measuring the teen for a cassock, McCarrick unzipped the boy's pants and put his hands down the boy's pants. Uh, McCarrick stated that he was innocent and he has no recollection of this reported abuse. He also stated in obedience, I accept the decision of the Holy See that I no longer exercise any public ministry. Well, it doesn't matter. He's in his fucking 80s. (coughs) Also on June 20th, 2018, Cardinal Joseph W. Tobin of Newark revealed that during McCarrick's ministry, there have been accusations of sexual misconduct with three adults and that two of the allegations had resulted in confidential financial settlements. Fordham University rescinded an honorary, oh, who cares, uh, in July 2018, a Jersey man whose uncle had known McCarrick since high school alleged that McCarrick had sexually abused him for 20 years and that McCarrick exposed himself to him when he was 11 and had sexually touched him beginning when he was 13. Uh, in 2018, Pope Francis ordered McCarrick to observe a life of prayer and penance and seclusion and accepted his resignation from the College of Cardinals. McCarrick became the first person to resign from the College of Cardinals since French Cardinal Louis Biot uh, resigned in 1927 when ordered to withdraw support of Action Francaise, a monarchist movement that Pope Pius XI had condemned. But not rape, you know. Can't condemn rape. 
He is also the first cardinal to resign following allegations of sexual abuse. <laughs> Big whoop. The, po- the Pope took this action before accusations were investigated by church officials. The first time an order of penance and prayer has been issued before a church trial. McCarrick was not, I don't know what that word is, iocized. Sure. He was, he was not removed from the uh, priesthood pending the completion of a canonical trial. And they should have done a trial. Um, the man is guilty, and he's a piece of garbage, and he got to... Um, he got he's a to fucking monster yeah. in priest clothing. He is supposed to be someone that pe- people are supposed to look up to and trust. And he's supposed to be a guide for them, a spiritual guide um, in what they believe, you know, to be their, you know, their faith. And for him to to take advantage of that is the worst kind of betrayal. I, it, that, I mean, that the only kind of betrayal I could think that's worse than that is as an own parent doing that to their child. So... I think one of the things that that drives me crazy, and I know we'll eventually get into more of the Catholic Church and all that, but what drives me kind of nuts is that even if you're a devout follower, devout follower, and you see, you see, I mean, you still have to be able to see what the church has covered up, all the news articles, all that stuff. So wouldn't anyone in their, I know this is kind of rhetorical, but anyone in their right mind would see that the 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 Vatican, the the actual Catholic Church itself, is corrupt, and only cares about money and covering their own asses so they can keep in their position of power. So I would say to anyone that has faith and is Catholic, why would you stay with an organization that has that has allowed this to happen for so many decades, instead of just hey keep your faith, just get the fuck away from the Vatican, get away from you know Catholicism in general, and just have your own faith at home. Or start your own congregation, you know. Why would you keep feeding, giving money to the monster, you know? Keep giving part of your, your, your monthly earnings and all this other shit, you know. And like I said, this is mostly rhetorical, but I, I, I know why they're not. It's just, damn. It. That's how powerful they are. Is they're not gone, because this guy right here is just a small fucking drop in the pond, of all this shit that's been going on forever. And nothing ever really happened to them, you know. They could have done this from the get go. They could have, if they they if they actually believed in the words that they preached about, you know, uh, they tried to do something, and it was ignored. It was ignored by the Pope. Yeah, because one of the guys said this guy should not be a cardinal. Mm-hmm. Get rid of him, and it was ignored, and they made him a fucking cardinal. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, you know, and then someone like that, they get, they get told to shut up, you know, just, <laughs> you know, go over there and eat your peas. <laughs> you know, it's just, and they, they, they care more about covering that black eye than facing it head on and just weeding out all of the fucking turds that they have there, you know, in all their congregations around the world. You know? Yeah, but how many would that be? Over the all well, over the last hundred years, holy shit! I I can't even I, no, I, right now. Right now, I wouldn't be surprised if there's at least a couple hundred that are doing this shit. 
couple hundred priests are doing this shit. How how many how many cardinals are there? I have no idea. I would assume thousands. Thousands of cardinals. Um I know one thing. When I look up when I've gone through Google search and I start looking up Catholic church stuff, it doesn't like you know like it does the suggestions of when you're typing out each letter. There are twenty nine hundred cardinals. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of priests is not even a, that's a fucking drop in the water, dude. Yeah. It's twenty nine hundred cardinals. How many priests are there, do you think? Oh then twenty thousand? Fifty thousand? If you do ten per church? Min you know, um just say ten per church. <laughs> Damn. That's twenty nine thousand priests. Yeah. Right? That's uh, and they, I mean that shows how powerful the 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 Catholic Church is. Is that you know, yeah, sure. There's been big you know things done with this for a little bit, like you know the spotlight thing, you know, by the Boston uh, by the Boston newspaper, and you know, but still, it still ends up slowly going away. You know, it it's there, but it's not there. People, yeah, sure. You you watch TV and you watch stand up, and people make jokes about it all the time. But they're still out there fucking doing what they're doing. They're still raking in billions of dollars, you know, with all their secrets locked away in vaults of all their, I would assume, all the things that they've hidden from uh, from knowledge and history um, in their in their vaults and and all this shit. All they're covering up. If they really cared about the human race, if they really cared about you know preaching the Lord's word and all this stuff like that, then they wouldn't cover up these these fucking monsters. They wouldn't do it. They would own up to what's, what was wrong, and they'd fucking deal with it. Would they? If they were, if they, if they practiced what they preached, yes. Do you practice what you preach? I try to. But you don't. What, you what is this? What are you doing? I'm asking questions, Joe. Stop being fucking defensive. I, I, you can I, ask me the same questions. I, just, just I don't let want me, to do that to you. Why would I do that to you? I, do you practice what you preach? I try to, yes. I don't. Why not? Because it's difficult. So because I'm human, you're human. They're human. Okay, they're uh, so so. This rhetorical nonsense that we're spewing, which is if they care about human beings, about they do care about human beings. They obviously care about human beings. I'm not defending them. I won't defend this. But blanket statements like this that we're doing about the the church and and saying if they care about this, then they should do this. It's not everybody in the organization. It's whatever percent. It's a small percentage. It's less than 10%. And that less than 10% seems to be coming primarily from the top. And that and I'm look when I when I say this, I'm talking about the tops. Okay. I am. I'm I'm not talking about every single. I'm pretty sure there's a, plenty of priests out there that truly give a shit and they're good people. Okay? Just like with police officers. There's got to be plenty of good police officers out there. You know, but there's also pieces of shit mixed in there as well. So, my, it just, as long as the money keeps coming in, they're going to, the, the ones that, you know, run what they run, they're <coughs> going to want to keep things the way that they, they're, they're going. They're not going to want to change it. They don't give a shit, as long as they keep getting that money. They do give a shit. I wholeheartedly disagree with that. 
because they've had to pay out millions of dollars in the last 10 years in, with these scandals. And hush millions. money. Millions, and the Pope is not having it anymore. He's literally just fucking get it. He's calling, not saying that he's doing all the right stuff, but he's had enough. And and I don't know if anybody's been paying attention to what's been going on, but this this Pope guy, I fucking respect as a person because he's just he 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 is able to. And, and look, there's a hierarchy. It doesn't matter, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if you're the pope or not. You can't just up and fire somebody. You have to have an investigation. You have to have all this shit. It costs a ton of money, and and the and the resources behind it is bullshit. And instead of just doing the right thing, which a lot of these guys do want to do, they are are held back by. Others that are probably in a little bit more power than them, or the fact that these other people that are that that don't want to get caught get moved around. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't like the Pope going, "Oh, hey, buddy, we're going to move this guy to another fucking priesthood." Right? This is usually just local. Get rid of him because he's a fucking blight and it's costing us money. Which you're right. It's all about money, all about money and power. Yeah, because why is it? Uh, why is it instead of just firing the guy or moving him to another, you know, another church? Um, why aren't they giving all this information to local authorities and getting these fuckers convicted? Because it's none of the local authorities' businesses. Mm-hmm. They're, I mean, the people that are being assaulted over, over all these years and decades, they're citizens. They're citizens of their communities that they come from, that these churches are in. So it doesn't matter. I understand the church thinks that it's none of their business, but that's it is. Exactly. It, but, it, but to the church, it's not. It's a church matter. And that's the problem is that they think that they're higher power. Is it? In their minds, they think they're a higher power? No, no, no. But is it a problem? Fucking A, it's a problem. Because these people aren't paying for what they've done. It's like they've, they've ruined so many lives, and yet they can, oh, oh, yeah, we'll just move you over here. We'll move you to Australia. Or... Oh yeah, you you just need to have an early retirement. Oh okay, that's great. Go go sit there and watch fucking Judge Judy while uh, people are sitting there suffering, doing drugs and all these other things now, so that they can cope with what the fuck they've had to deal with in their lives from the damage these monsters have done. Yeah. You know, but I, don't tell anybody. <laughs> I, I there's yeah. That, what what do you do? Again, it comes right down to it. If you don't like it. Fucking get involved. Look, I, I, I look in this day and age of information. I hope that and more people start to see how much bullshit all this stuff is, and that you know, I, I don't think anytime soon, but yeah, um, it, you know, uh, the hopefully something the people more more and more people will start to realize how what is it the word archaic and just fucking backwoods that fucking real you know they're the, not going to again. Nobody gives a shit except for us or people like us. Nobody gives a shit. Why is that? Because it's easier to fantasize and live vicariously through other people and to um, pray to something that you think exists or no. hope exists. No. What? That's probably a minor part of it, but no. They don't want to get involved. 
They're afraid. No, they're not afraid. They don't give a shit because they're oblivious. They're they're they don't give a shit because it's not affecting them at all. It's not in their face. No pun intended, but it's not in their face. We're talking about the average American or the average person, but right now we're talking about the average American. What does the average American do? Go to work, watches TV, buys fast food. They live in middle America. And they either vote Republican or Democrat. <laughs> Doesn't matter what they vote, but yeah. They don't they don't want to be bothered with this nonsense. Yeah. They don't care. They don't care because it doesn't affect them directly. Yeah. They don't want to be bothered with anything other than being able to get what they need, buy their fucking whatevers, their groceries or their TV or whatever, and make rent. This is this is actually interesting. What got people signing off on the war? Signing off on us going to, you know, Afghanistan and Iraq was by making people think by putting the war in the the terrorist attacks in their everyone's faces in their living rooms. You are under attack. We are under attack, right? And everyone signed off on it, right? No. Did you sign off on it? Fucking A, I did. Everyone did. Everyone, I mean, look, good for you on your not. fucking whatever, man. But, but the majority of people, including me at the time, was like, fuck, let's go get those motherfuckers. Okay? All right? I mean, I didn't put a fucking flag for my car or anything like that. But <laughs> still, I, I, was feeling, I was feeling a little patriotic myself. I didn't go out and buy a gas mask. I wasn't living in fear. But I, was, I, I got hyped up by the, anti, you know, the anti-terrorism machine for a little while. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because I wasn't as woke as I am now, you know, or aware as I am now. Um, you know, th- what I'm trying to get at is they made people think that it was in their homes. It was that we were all under attack. Even though you you, <laughs> they, you, you went outside, you were still, you drove to work and everything, you still fucking went, did your job, you the, went home and everything's fine. The media doesn't give a shit. I'm not this isn't that. a fucking bad guy situation. And I look, I agree with you. They should do this. And yes, yes, it is. That's exactly what they did. The media did this. The media is the one. The fucking Twin Towers. You would have heard about the Twin Towers. And if nobody said anything, oh, somebody attacked the Twin Towers. Well, who was it? I don't know. We're doing an investigation. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they did biased, real investigative journalism. Yeah. We don't know what happened, okay? Other than, and, and, and what we got was, a bunch of Saudis. Nineteen guys with box cutters. Yeah, nineteen nineteen brown guys with box cutters. Let's yeah. let's just racist. Let's just make it all racist because oh, yeah. that's what they with, did with Muslim names. Yeah, with Muslim names yes. who learned how to fly in Florida, mm-hmm. f- was able to grab a jet and fly into a structure that's very difficult to hit. Not once, but twice, and did constant back back um, um, practice runs. Flying across the United States back and forth for a whole year before the event. Right. Yes. So, a bunch of brown guys <laughs> from a war-torn Middle East place that doesn't like us in the first place kills 3,000 people. With Muslim names, yes. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> you know how this country is, man. Uh, who cares? We just established that, though. Well, we got brown so, guys just south of us as well. I know. I just said from the Middle East, a war-torn country who don't like us anyways. Okay, continue. 
where we were we were just there ten years ago. Yeah. And now, and now this guy who uh, is on dialysis is a mastermind behind this, a six foot seven Arab or whoever, Pakistani or wherever he's from. I always forget, dude. I think it changes every two years what the fuck he is. Um, well, he's, he, he's Middle Eastern. It doesn't really matter. Six foot seven man by the name of Osama bin Laden, who's uh, on dialysis, who. Um, is hiding in a fucking network of caves. Let's just repeat this whole thing again. That's he's, connected to a billionaire family. He's six foot seven, and he's on kidney dialysis because he's dying. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, he's connected to multiple billionaire families. And we can't find him. Mm-hmm. So he's now the bad guy. Yeah. And that's what they do. They build up a bad guy. They create a profile for him for you to get pissed off about. Mm-hmm. For not just you, for everyone to get pissed yeah, off us. about. Yeah. And now we have a goal yeah. to get this guy, but really there's more behind it than just getting this guy. Oh, oh, hey, it's where all the gas is. How coincidental. <laughs> That's what the media did. The media fucking knows how to manipulate the masses into this frothing, fucking frenzied, rabid state and make you believe that we are going to get the bad guy, and they continually do it. Mm-hmm. And then and then something like this comes out, like massive amounts of children are being fucking touched inappropriately and we do nothing about it but get angry. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. I'm really sorry, Trixie, that your two-year-old daughter was sold on the black market. Yeah. But hey, at least you got her back. Oh, okay. I'll go put a microchip in my child now. Yeah, now I'm going to go chip my child. <laughs> chip your child so that we can find out where they all are or do the 23 and me. Yeah. But they don't assign a bad guy to it. Oh, hey, the church is raping people. Oh, hey... These fucking vile individuals that are on the internet anonymously, we but we can't track them yet. That's you know that's just something that we have we don't have the technology to do yet because of anonymous browsers and whatnot. <laughs> and that's a slippery slope to mess with. And yeah, the the whole privacy thing. But again, I mean, they're trying their damnedest to do it, and they're on the, the the authorities are on the dark web. Yeah, and look, it's not like these like a single individual is allowed to just get away with all this shit. They have to be connected to something because they work as a group. To you know, all these these That's monsters work as groups together. Not necessarily. There's there are individuals out there that get away with a ton of shit. Well, yeah, I, I yeah, sure, but I'm pretty sure that a lot of them are. They get into other groups. They find people that are like them. Yeah, and then you have the loners that are the worst, mm-hmm. the, like Jeffrey Dahmer. The, it's the loners that are the ones that are generally the worst of the group because they don't want fucking contact with anybody. But the I'll whole tell you what, Jimmy Savile wasn't a loner. But the whole point I'm trying to make about this thing is they're not they're, they the world in and of itself. At least America, in and of itself, creates bad guys out of bullshit instead of focusing on the real problems. Yeah. And the real problems are right here. 
just like this one, which is some Hawaiian Airlines flight attendants are being credited with helping to save three young females from an apparent human trafficking situation. They quote-unquote had a gut feeling that something wasn't quite right. Uh, it started when the flight attendant, Wesley Harada, notified his fellow crew members about suspicions he had regarding an older Asian man who boarded a Honolulu-bound flight in Los Angeles with three white females. Um, after scouring through the plane's manifest, the flight attendants discovered that all three females were listed under the same name and one was underage. The captain was alerted to the situation and requested the, that security be waiting in Honolulu. Authorities in Honolulu questioned the group and referred the case to the human, to, I'm sorry, to the FBI's human trafficking. Now, that's a short fucking article. Yeah, that's a, that's a garbage article. Um, I've seen some articles that only had two sentences. Yeah. <laughs> Yet the whole, it was this long page full of ads, but <laughs> just two sentences. Um, trying to find, like, I'm trying to find a real report on this other than, you know, uh, yeah, I don't want Fox GodUpdates.com. We were just on Fox News. Oh, yeah. GodUpdates.com. Come on. Fox News will just turn it. They'll just have some way usually to fucking, oh, this is Democrats or something. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, so Harada did did go over and ask uh, the group a few questions. The answers didn't quash his unease, and he enlisted his fellow flight attendants to find out more. Um, trust your gut and prior experience. So this is the whole story. Well, this is most of the story. When the flight landed, the local sheriff deputies stopped the group and questioned them. Deputies quickly labeled the situation a human trafficking situation and brought in the FBI to handle the case. Um, Oh, wow. (laughs) We're not even going to get into that one. Um, There's no fucking... Yeah, suspicious passenger. Here it is. There's just really no information about what's going on. Uh, though the FBI confirmed the man was a fr- family friend or relative, Harada advises people who run into a situation like this to follow their instincts. <coughs> um, this was in February. Uh, not only did the flight attendants cover the girls, um, so the, the, uh, the FBI confirmed that the man was a family friend or relative, which I'm, I'm sorry, you know, there's something kind of stinky about that whole thing. If the... Uh, um if the answer i mean all three women were labeled under the same name that that's that's already a red flag mm-hmm. and then they get to Hawaii and then they let them go so what if these women are have disappeared what if they are victims of sec of of tra- human trafficking did they try to contact the family i don't know they didn't say there is no more information yeah, about it's it. It's right not now. enough to really even speculate it yeah. at all on this I mean, shit. This they... literally just happened a week ago, so whatever. God, it's like almost almost not even report worth reporting. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. What can you Hell do? at least I mean the Roseville thing at least had a lot more information. Remember the Roseville guys at the yeah, Gulfland Sunsplash? Oh no, no. I was, I thought you were talking about the one that we talked about last week. That piece of garbage. No, I'm talking about the, the the group of guys that were you know touching underage girls at the at the sunsplash. 
Yeah, they were released on bail. Yeah. But there's no more information about that. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of shit going on in Hawaii about fucking human trafficking and whatnot. And yeah, write that one down. We'll save it for later. Yeah. So, and then um, there's one that we want to get to that we're going to try and get to after this one, which has to do with Amy Powell, James Woods, uh, Victor Salva, uh, the movie Powder, uh, some clarification on James Gunn, and a couple of things like uh, why does El Ray play Jeepers Creepers, um, which is a Victor Salva movie, and why Zero Tolerance does not work. So... um, other than that, uh, right now, you know, I mean, this is a good discussion. I like, I like where this one went, but um, the problems that we face in the society are fucking massive. When you have people lying just to lie, when you have people stealing and cheating <laughs> because they think they can get, or because they can get away with it, and when you have piece of shit human beings, especially with money and power, yeah, that that abuse their positions to try to go after people of lesser positions are fucking heinous individuals. And, you know, frankly, uh, this world could do with less of them. A lot less. So. Absolutely. Yeah, and like I said, we try to, we, we, we have to have an opinion. <coughs> well, we don't have to have an opinion, but we, want, we have an opinion. The, the thing is, is that we're just trying to keep an open mind on everything that's going on because not all the stories are fully formulated yet, and we have to now it's just kind of a waiting game and and that's that's part of the issue with doing this stuff is the whole story is not always there, yeah, yeah, and you, what if twenty years down the road there's new evidence that t- totally contradicts what we were saying before? It doesn't really matter twenty <laughs> years, yeah, I'm thinking six months, yeah, so. you know three weeks to six months. Like, I want to know what's going on with the LaShawn McCoy stuff, but that stuff's been swept under the rug. I want to know what's going on with um, Kevin Spacey, who's apparently making a comeback. Uh, I want to know what's going on with Charlie Sheen. That stuff's been apparently uh, thrown under the rug. I want to know what's going on more with Corey Feldman, um, stuff that we need to continually update and talk about. Yeah. So. Yeah, that... uh, Yeah, there's still plenty of people to talk about. Yeah, there's there's something else I wanted to... uh, add to on this as well is uh, uh, for all you people that listen to Compelled check out Bobby Wolf's channel he's doing a new series and it's really really for lack of a better word fucking compelling Hmm. and it's um, it's uh, called Monster Hunters that's what it is Monster Hunter and uh, it's fucking phenomenal um, I will give you a rundown. Uh, YouTube. So Bobby Wolf, if you are not familiar with him, we have talked about him and his Corey Feldman stuff. <laughs> yeah, and um, he's he's got he's got a um he's got a dry sense. Of humor, mm-hmm. uh, he's sarcastic. He's um, he's a good dude. It takes a little bit to get used to him because he really is trying difficult. Um, he's trying to take a difficult um, topic, yeah, subject, 
and he's he's um, well. This is what he's doing. Bobby Wolf is doing. Uh, he does. Um, wow, there's only a few. Are you kidding me? Well, yeah, it says his pilot oh. is only from a week ago. Or no, posted no, a week. I was looking. I was looking for this stuff. Bobby Wolf is not a Corey Feldman fan. I don't know what happened. I don't know where he came from. <laughs> Bobby Wolf is a musician. Um, in fact, he's a wow. He's a George Lynch and uh, Van Halen guy. That's cool. Maybe Corey Feldman uh, moonwalked in front of him on stage one time and interrupted his show. Yeah, that's what happened. Fucking <laughs> with you. Um, and and he he was doing um, all these all these videos on you know whatever it was music. It's a lot of music. And uh, um, all of a sudden, just like out of nowhere, the dude gets into the whole Corey Feldman exposed thing. And he may he may know somebody uh, in the camp. He's probably friends with somebody in the camp. I wouldn't doubt it. And then it just went uh, it just went full bore Corey Feldman. Like the guy fucking hates Corey P- Feldman, right? And he's got a Corey Feldman <laughs> hate boner. Yeah, and I love it. So um, I got involved with Corey Feldman at the beginning, where it's uh, not the beginning, about a couple months ago, where it was a Corey Feldman X Angel Tells All, and then went into X Bodyguard, and then you know X Fiance, and and then we did our thing, and um, you know uh, Corey Feldman and, and blaming quote unquote the Wolf Pack about everything that's going on, and. Uh, and then he went into doing the never-ending stories, Noah Hathaway uh, being exposed as a piece of garbage. And from there, there was... Um, do you know who Nathan Forrest Winters is? No. <sighs> Nathan Forrest Winters is the kid that got raped by Victor Salva. Okay, so we have talked about him before. Yes, he is the clown house victim. Okay. And there's a new documentary done by Nathan Forrest Winter called The Babysitter, which is loosely based on. And then he interviews Nathan, Bobby interviews Nathan Forrest Winter. And then there is this episode called Monster Hunters Pilot. Um, The pilot episode is called Enough is Enough. Sexual abuse victims have a voice now. And then Isaac Cappy uh, does um, an interview on Monster Hunters, season one, episode two, called Answering the Call. And I'm 100% behind this. I don't post on Bobby's site because it shows up as Joe's Versus, and that's plugging our own shit. Yeah. And I don't believe that we should plug our own shit. But you can. And it, um, that's the the thing that I'm just trying to get away from is... Uh, when uh, when something like this is important, I don't want to plug our shit just because, you know, uh, I like what you're doing or whatever else, and I want your I want your people to come to my fucking website. I I don't want that. I want to I want it to be you know, I like your stuff because I like your stuff type of thing. Anyways, long story short, um, I I find that Bobby Wolf's uh, website is truly magnificent. And his new series called Monster Hunters. I've already started listening to uh, p- the pilot episode, uh-huh. and um, 
it's not it's not an easy listen. Um, you mean the subject material or just the quality? What What do you mean? The subject material. Okay. If I said the quality sucked, then I would say the quality sucked. But, um, like I said, Bobby, Bobby's one of those cats that you have to get used to. His voice is kind of light. He's got a, he's he's got he's got that mid tone range, and um, I don't really know how else to say it. Uh, he's got a musician's voice, if that's the way to say it. Okay. Um, he's it's it's it, it doesn't sound deep. It just I don't know. It's it, he speaks it, in decibels. Yeah, he speaks <laughs> in decibels. <laughs> I'm trying to find. I mean, the easy acting as his co star pretends to be apprehensive. He's got that mid. He's got that mid-range tone. You just heard him talk. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's it's not it's not that I'm bagging on Bobby. It's just that it's it's a voice that it's kind of like in the mid-range and and it's kind of light. So you got to really listen to him when he's talking. It's an acquired voice. Yeah, um, but you have to really listen to him when he's talking because he makes he, he he's he's sarcastic, and and if you skip over the fact that he's sarcastic. You're gonna miss a lot. Okay, that's the important part. Is that you think that he's being, you know, honest about something, but he really he's being honest. So he's, you think you think that he's not telling a joke or whatever, and you realize that he's telling a joke, and 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 that's that's the thing about uh, Bobby Wolf is that his his sense of humor is just completely dry, and um, it, it's good shit, man. It's good shit. I shouldn't put a review on fucking Compel, but goddamn it, they're doing real good stuff with Monster Hunters and Yeah, you know, look, <laughs> we want recognition, we want this to get bigger, but I mean, the 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 important part, of course, is getting the word out about this shit that's going on. Right. You know, to keep the dialogue open, keep it going so it, it's less likely, hopefully it's less likely to get uh swept under the rug like it always seems to do. Yeah. You know. I I I I'm not holding my breath. It's this you know, people need to listen, and then they need to 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 uh, um, help. They need to say something, do something. You know, if it's not right, then you got to talk up. You got to talk about it. Absolutely. So, so uh, for compelled this week, I am Joe Spiegel, Mike Sutherland, and uh, stay safe out there. Yep. And as always, tell the truth. Tell the truth. All right. Have a good one. Good night.